Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. And uh, we're back after the uh, nice little glitch there that we had. Very annoying. Um, I guess a little funny in hindsight, but uh, a whole lot more annoying. So let's recap 2016. Uh, A lot of big things, a lot of champions, new championships, uh, new wrestlers, new characters. What else am I missing? Just in a general broad thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, new ownership, Dixie versus Billy Saga, um, Broken Brilliant, company almost going under after Slime Reversary, company almost going under, again, uh, Bound for Glory. Uh, crazy year for a year that didn't have a whole lot of news to start with. Uh, you know, one thing was we did lose some uh, some roster staples. Uh, Hurl justified mention some names here. If I forget anyone, let me know. But uh, this year we've lost Awesome Kong. We lost Taryn Terrell at the very, very start of the year, um, you know, because that was kind of a heads up. She wasn't on TV at all. But heading up to 2016, we were at least kind of expecting it. Um, Mr. Anderson, Velvet Sky, Kurt Angle, waiting for an interruption. None. Um, uh, Eric? Eric, yeah. I wasn't actually talking about you with the interruption. I was talking about oh. old Nate of the interruption since oh, uh, we yeah. said drill angle. Uh, yeah. EY, Bobby Roode, the Tribunal is now gone. T. Great Uno is now gone. Am I missing anyone else? Uh, yeah, no, I think um, – oh, boy. Well, I mean, you got Billy Corgan and Logano like we uh, talked, but true. they're not uh, really on-screen talent. Sounds like oh. the starter. Was Sergeant Chris Melendez, was he this year? Uh, yeah, that's right. Melendez is gone. Uh, no one's missing him. Let's see. No, no like literally no one. Um, I think that's about it. thought we may have lost Bram there for a minute, but we didn't. <clears throat> um, Some people speculated to get in storm, too. Oh, you know what? Angelina. Angelina Love. That was this year, wasn't it? Yes, I, be, I believe it was. I think she was. It may have been last never, year. I don't think she ever made an appearance, but she was under contract um, at the uh, start of the year. Rebel. We did lose Rebel. Yep, yep. Angelina's contract yep. Um, I think that's about it, but I think for once, other than, you know, Bobby Roode and EY, because those guys you can't replace. But I think for once, like, we kind of finally got, like, with TNA, all the all the names have been leaving, and there just hasn't been enough desired talent brought in. But I think, like, this year, it finally kind of overran it. You know what I mean? <laughs> from Moose 
to Bennett, to Maria, Rosemary. Uh, there's Aaron Rex. We've got Cody Rhodes, you know, coming in and passing out. We got Brandy Rhodes, uh, Ali, Braxton Sutter, Sienna. Uh, <clears throat> who knows about Marche Rocket? But he's there. Uh, I know there's some other new talent. I can't. I've got to be overlooking right now. Am I right? Caleb Conley was another one they signed. I didn't get to see him much. Um, no, but, not. Yeah. We saw Shinron, too, but that doesn't mean we're going to see him again. Uh, I wish we did. David, Double J and Anthem. Um, David Starr, another guy that they definitely should sign. Yeah. And, uh, God, what was the, what's the guy's name that just impressed the hell out of me? I can't remember. Uh, JT Dunn. David Starr, oh, yeah. JT Dunn. Yeah. Um, but so those are some losses. We got some gains now. Uh, you know, we didn't really do the voting, but Charles, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, let's start with the awards. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. If I, I think I wrote down the ones you told me. Um, so let's start it off with uh, you said you dropped the rookie comment. So let's go with the rookies. Um, I'm going to have you kind of go ahead and give your thoughts on the rookie of the year for TNA. Sure. Um, and how you came about so- it. So this this uh, award was we kind of narrowed it down to wrestlers who have not been in Ring of Honor or WWE. Um, if they were in them, maybe it was for like an episode, just as like a enhancement talent. So that's kind of what we're facing um, wrestlers that came into TNA if they have not been in WWE or or Ring of Honor. That's kind of how we're basing the rookie. Um, any televised, even you could uh, even Lucha Underground for that matter. So the four that we had that we could come up with were Braxton Sutter, Allie, Rosemary, and Marche Rocket. Um, so those were kind of the the guys in the category that we're basing this on. Um, so my 2016 Rookie of the Year is without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, I also forgot Sienna. Sienna's in this too, but. My my 2016 Rookie of the Year, without a shadow of a doubt, is Rosemary. She uh, delivered on all fronts. She started right in the early uh, TNA in 2016, and she hit everything out of the park, in my opinion. And she was the best character TNA has had in years. And you could go way back, um, but I believe, I mean, probably the best since EC3, for sure for sure, and she just nailed it. So my 2016 Rookie of the Year is definitely Rosemary. Yep. Come on, man. We can't even argue that. Look, uh, you know, Sienna, has she gotten more time? She's certainly not going to hit there character-wise. Allie, had she gotten there more time? Maybe a little bit closer. Uh, Rosemary, just by far, by far, especially with the knockout title win at the end, it it steals it. There's no competition in this one, in my opinion. And um, and I think, speaking of, I would say all the other heel casters would probably pick Rosemary as well. I I couldn't see anybody else being picked there. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't think so at all. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and have you pick the next category for me, Earl. Sure. The next category um, we're going to do is newcomer of the year uh, for 2016. Um, and this was anybody from Ring of Honor or WWE 
that uh, came to TNA. Um, so this and the for my pay, right? Yes, yes. You could. You, we can do rookies as well for this one. Um, so anybody new that was not in TNA in 2015. So my pick for this one was Mike Bennett. Um, I thought since uh, the first episode when he when even before that when they had the promos on the YouTube page, um, I thought Mike Bennett was just a solid addition to TNA. His mic work was phenomenal, and his feuds were phenomenal. His matches were great. Uh, everything that Mike Bennett did this year, for the most part, was just a home run. Um, I thought he added a lot to TNA this year. So my newcomer, uh, my TNA newcomer of the year, definitely is going to Mike Bennett. I. So even I mean, dude, since like June, I've been thinking about when this question came up how I could answer it, and I still don't have an answer. Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis Bennett, Rosemary. Um, I, I I don't think there's any clear winner of the three. I think Maria Canellis Bennett is the most underrated and underappreciated star in TNA because I think she's got everyone over. I think everything she has done as a talker, as, as a valet, as everything is just, incredible and underrated. I think she is the reason Allie is as big as she is. Uh, I think her and Gail, uh, you know, they, they had the big thing. Mike Bennett proved that he was being, he wasn't used properly at all in Ring of Honor. Mike Bennett is a star. He is a good wrestler. He is a talented, talented, talented talker. Um, his psychology, everything is great. Rosemary, best actress I've seen in wrestling, amazing new character champion, knockout champion. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, not only the wrestling skills, but all the promos for DK, like how many out-of-the-park promos has she had, uh, you know, being involved in their matches, getting in there and mixing it up with guys like Davey Richards and the Hardys and all of that, uh, you know, the, the total nonstop deletion, just such an impact. <sighs> Dude, how do, like, how do I pick one of these three? Um, you know, you got Bennett. I'm going Rosemary on this, too. And, you know, part of me really wants to say Maria, too. And part of me really wants to say Mike Bennett. I, I'm going to give it to Rosemary again. I think the title ran and sealed it. It, it, it. I think it sealed it. When I, I think I was probably leaning more towards Bennett or Maria because Rosemary hadn't been in that many matches. But, I mean, dude, and look what Maria was able to do with both Gale, then with Dixie for a very small point. And then what she's doing for Allie right now is just unbelievable work from all three. Yeah, every feud that she has been in is people have uh, been been risen on the card because of her. And going back to Mike Bennett, I just think that he's been able to do everything from a serious promo to a goofy promo like we saw at Thanksgiving. Um, he can, like, he's so versatile in in the roles he does. I think he's just a phenomenal get for TNA. But yep. Rose, Rosemary, by, I mean, you could easily make a case for her as well because she has done so much great stuff throughout the year. Her body of work for 2016 was phenomenal. No wrong answer there. No, not at all. Uh, you know, I, th- I think, you know, basically we, we're going to, wrap it up, the last things we should do be, you know, rest of the year, knockout, tag team, and match of the year. Um, 
So I'll pick the next category for us, and we'll kind of break out that way. Um, let's go with uh, the breakout star of the year. Let's try that. Um, sure. Charles, I'll let you go ahead and start talking on that one. Here, yours. Um, my my breakout star is pretty pretty easy, um, and I think he got the opportunity once Mr. Anderson was. Uh, released because he kind of got what Mr. Anderson was supposed to get. Uh, it's Eli Drake. Um, this guy is a heavyweight champion in the making. And um, let me talk to you. It was one of the greatest things that happened to him. The dummy button. Uh, er, er, you know, he was king of the mountain champion. Those, those promos were great too. Um, I thought his 2016, he, He's elevated as one of the best talkers in the business, not just TNA, in the whole wrestling business. There's reports that WWE wants to bring him in. So you know he's done great things. He's got the whole wrestling world paying attention to him. So my breakout star for 2016 is definitely Eli Drake. Yeah, you know, we um, as soon as this came out, um, it kind of dawned on me we forgot to bring up the fact that uh, – there, there are rumors WWE wants to bring Eli Drake back and possibly Galloway and all that. You know, it sucks. Because um, Eli Drake is a major breakout star. Uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this, who to put down, you know, the, the options. And I I think Crazy Steve comes around. Uh, I think Jesse Goddard could be a breakout star. I see DJ Z. Uh, Moose, even. Moose is big. Moose is over. Uh you know, Lashley could transition. Matt Hardy could become the biggest thing in wrestling. Cody, you know, Cody Rhodes, uh, with, I don't know what his situation is going to be like with TNA, but, you know, you look at Cody, take the WWE restrictions off the guy. Uh, he's doing big things in Japan right now. But my my answer is the same as yours. It's Eli Drake. Eli Drake's the breakout star. Uh, you know, that talk show is amazing. I love that show, The Facts of Life. Uh, the master of badassery. He's just an amazing talker. Amazing on the mic. Good wrestler. Uh, you know, we watched him get the King of the Mountain title. Uh, we watched him win the, uh, what, what, Jesus Christ. Hurls, what do they call it? It's the uh, Gauntlet for Glory. Is that what it's called? Or like the... Gauntlet for Gold. Yeah, Gauntlet for Gold. Yep. Um, I wish he would have beaten Eddie Edwards and won the belt, I think. Time was right for Eli Drake. Uh, he's in a feud with Ethan Carter III, the biggest guy in the company, the biggest star that maybe not be broken. Um, big thing, breakout star for sure. Earls, um, let's have you go ahead and pick our next category. Sure. Um, next category that I have is the biggest moment for TNA in 2016. Um, this, this one, for me, it, it has to be the final deletion. Or not, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, the final deletion. I think this was the biggest moment for TNA. Not only was it the biggest impact episode ratings-wise, this is when TNA really started to make the wrestling world turn it upside down. Um, the final deletion, everything about it was just so different that we've, you know, we haven't really seen anything like it. Yeah, sure, you, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's copying a little bit from Lucha Underground, but not really. I think they're way different in their own right. I think TNA just 
you know, this was so different. It was it had that B movie vibe, but it was so great. We got so much good stuff out of this. Vanguard One, Senior Benjamin, Dilapidated Boat, Skarsgård, um, uh, The Scribe. You know, we got everything. The Seven Deities. You know, it was this just spawned everything for me. I think this was definitely the biggest moment of 2016 for TNA. Yeah, you know, it's hard to argue that, Earl. Uh, and, you know, especially with it being the first one, you know, that uh, it did get the biggest rating and did get the biggest pop. We've had kind of two sequels since. Uh, the one about for Glory, you know, with, you know, was it the final battle? Um, you know, I thought that was the best of the three. But, you know, when I, I've, I've thought of moments and, you know, there was, um, I think about some of the things like Beer Money's last match where they lost the Bell City K. And we knew Rude was gone, and you could feel it in the crowd, and you see that vibe. Um, I thought about Rosemary winning the knockout title. I thought about the Jeff Hardy bumps is some of the top moments for me. But it came down to two things. Um, and what it's going to be, my runner-up, I'm going to give the return of the Cowboy James Storm. A uh, little unexpected, I guess it could have been AJ Styles and uh, – you know, that's kind of what people were thinking. I was kind of hoping we'd see Austin Aries, but the James Storm comeback was amazing. Uh, definitely got me up. Got me really excited about TNA to see Beer Money back. But for me, the moment of 2016 was when Mike Bennett pinned EC3 fair and square in the middle of the ring, the Bret Hart, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper finish from WrestleMania 8. Um, Ethan had never been pinned fair and square. Uh, for what was it a year and a half or more? No, it was two years, wasn't it? Yeah, it years. was since October of 2014. I want to say, right. was it? Yeah, because that's when he yeah. debuted. So, yep, yep, yeah. First time. I mean, Matt Hardy got it, but I mean, this was the first um, time. And I'm sorry, it was, actually October of 2013. I'm sorry about that. 2013. That was his it debut. Was 2013. No shit, really. Yep. Yep. Wow. It was 2013. Yep. Love EC3. Um, and it made Bennett, and I think Bennett, they, they kind of dropped the ball with his heat and his momentum. Um, I think Bennett should be a main eventer. I think ben- Bennett should be one of the guys, along with EC3, James Storm, and hopefully Davey Richards, before he leaves us for good. Uh, they should wear the gold in 2017. Um, and, you know, don't forget, we've got our Galloways and Lashley's out there, but that's just how I'm looking at it. And our Eli Drakes, all that. There's just, There's a lot of good stuff on the roster, you know? Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, it was that was a another really big highlight. I mean, I remember that Impact main event. It was pretty shocking, and then it set up their Slam Anniversary match, which was really good. Definitely a, a, a solid pick there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's do events is 2017 or 2016. Um, I'm just gonna say it real quick. I don't think anything compares to Slam Anniversary. I think that was by far the best show. Uh, beats Bound for Glory, Total Month Sub Deletion, all that in my opinion. Uh, I think we had like literally five or six amazing matches on Time Anniversary. That was just, that was the best wrestling pay per view I've seen in years. Yeah, I I I as well. I have Slam Anniversary as well. I thought it was a really solid pay per view. You had so many good matches. Um, you know, it really kind of spawned off the Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy stuff to another level. Um, and you had a great main event with Drew Galloway and Bobby Lashley 
and you had EC3 and Mike Ben. There's just so many good matches I could name. You know, I could go on and on and on. But Slammiversary definitely was the best event, I think, from head to toe. Yeah. I agree with you there. Uh, Hurls, what you got What you got next? What you want to talk about? Sure. Um, I want to go with the biggest news story of TNA for 2016. Um, I'd have to say that it was Anthem purchasing TNA because without them, there wouldn't be a TNA. So I thought that was the biggest news story. Yes, we had the whole AJ style uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson fiasco at the beginning of the year. That was a big story because, you know, if they could have worked a deal out with them three, wow, I mean, I mean, I think we'd be talking about something totally different right now. But um, I went with Anthem buying the company because that is the biggest news story because they're going to have the most influence on TNA going into 2017. Um, you know, the whole, you know, basically Anthem buying it, 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 it's kind of tied in with the Billy Corgan stuff. So I got to go with Anthem buying TNA as the biggest news story uh, for TNA of 2016. Yeah, I'm glad you, I was going to bring up the, the AJ Styles and, you know, Bullet Club or the club thing. Um, you know, the the, <clears throat> the rise and popularity of Broken Brilliant and Matt Hardy just really doing the biggest thing he's ever done. Um, and it being such a huge hit. And, you know, that that's one thing. And, you know, I think Bobby Roode and Eric Young leaving TNA uh, should have, in any other time, definitely been this. And Kurt Angle retiring, things like that. Um, but Roode and EY leaving TNA at the same time, I mean, devastating. But, dude, come on. Dixie versus Billy, Anthem buying the company. Um, my God, all the lawsuits that came out against TNA, all these people suing them, learning all the stuff about the taxes with Dixie, just all the stuff that came out, Dixie versus Billy. Uh, dude, nothing can even compare to that for story of the year. I mean, that was by far story of the year until the day I die. Um, uh, it, it comes, yeah, dude, what, what's fucking with that, right? <laughs> No, no kidding. It went on for months and months and months, and it had us, you know, wait nervously while we, you know, was there going to be a TNA? Was WWE going to come in and purchase it? Was Ring of Honor going to come in and purchase purchase it? I mean, there was just so much stuff thrown out there that, you know, thank, thankfully neither of that happened. But we were waiting. We had no clue at certain points. You know, was Bound for Glory going to even happen? I mean, you know, as TNA fans. I, I'm sure that that gave us a lot of gray hairs along the way because, I mean, there was just so much stuff coming out about what was going to happen to the future of TNA. This is definitely the biggest story for me by far. Yeah. Just seriously, man, no competition. Um, God, I remember, like, I just couldn't even listen to it. I just didn't want to get my heart broken. Um, you know, it, it got to that point for me. It's like all those years we read it on dirt sheets and people said it and we're like, just fuck off. We're going into the next year. TNA is still around, doing just fine, lost a few cable deals. But, like, this year it really kind of fucking really came full force, but it is what it is, right? We're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank God week. for Anthem. Thank God for Anthem. Who knows? They right. may have been the only ones that could have saved TNA. We we don't know. But, I mean, Big Billy Corgan had a chance to, but, you know, Anthem's definitely got uh, a little more dough 
So that's always a yeah. good thing. For sure. Um, all right. Promo of the year, Earls, 2016. What do you think was the best promo? Oh, man, there were so many to choose from. Um, I mean, I'd have to go with EC3 at the press conference with Bobby Lashley. I thought just the way he unleashed it, you know, what he was going to do going into Bound for Glory, I think EC3 hit the nail on the head there um, as one of the best promos. There was so many, though. I mean, you could have went with any of the Broken Hardy stuff. You could have went with Eli Drake showing his passion uh, with his feud with EC3 towards the end of the year. Um, you could have went Mike Bennett. I mean, there was just so many good ones. And, you know, I'm not doing them all justice, but I got to go with EC3 at the press conference. I really thought uh, that was a really solid promo. You know, I, there's so many that, like, what you just said, you know, the, the press conference, it didn't even really come to my mind. Um, and, yeah, you know, like, I could almost say any Mike Bennett promo, any any Rosemary promo, any Eli Drake, any EC3. Uh, you know, the EC3 one against Mike Bennett when he told him how he hoped that Mike Bennett won the belt uh, just so EC3 could take it away from him. That one was great. Um, you know, even Cody Rex and or Cody Rhodes and Aaron Rex's intro promos. Uh, you think about Maria Canellas Bennett when she was kind of going into Dixie and you, she kind of like really lost into that whole crazy thing where I, I can't even remember what she kept repeating, but she kept repeating the same word. Um, but for me, it's without a doubt Maria Canellas when she won the knockout title, the way that she berated Ali. Um, I think that was like the best promo I've seen in so many years. And I think that absolutely made Ali. Um, made her so big and got the crowd so behind her that they just can't wait for it to change. And I think literally in that promo, she literally made two stars in herself and his alley. I think she made herself the biggest heel on that roster in the women's division by far. I think they made it, she helped turn Allie really into America's sweetheart. Um, I think Maria had the two best promos of the year, to be honest with you. And uh, I, I don't think Maria gets enough credit or props for this, so I wanted to make sure that she got out there. Definitely. So, uh, let's see, Earl, so, uh, anything you wanted to add or you want to go on to the next category? Um, yeah, there was, I just, real quick, I just want to say there was so many good promos, um, but it, it, it was really hard to pick. This was probably the toughest one to pick because, um, you know, there were so many good ones. But I know the Aaron Rex debut one was really good. Um, and a lot of people think he hasn't done quite enough to live up to that as far as in TNA goes. They thought that was his best so far, you know, so far uh, with his run in TNA. So hopefully Aaron Rex will, will find a groove in 2017. But um, the next category that I want to go on to is most improved. Um, this one was kind of easy for me, but I really only had about two or three people in mind with this one. But I went with Crazy Steve. Um, I feel Crazy Steve reinvented himself with the DK. Um, and I thought his mic work was just phenomenal this year. And his, his in-ring work. And, and, and the shape that he's in. I mean, he's definitely in the probably the, the top prime shape he's ever, you know, he's going to be in. And he looks just jacked. Um, I think the most improved for 2016 in TNA is definitely Crazy Steve this year. 
it's weird you say that this one is relatively easy for you because this is the other one for me that I feel is almost impossible to answer. Um, Crazy Steve is in my list. The other, and you know, Hurls, you say Crazy Steve completely reinvented himself. Um, who reinvented themselves more than Matt Hardy? As ridiculous as it is to say for most improved in 2016, Matt Hardy is in there. I think of Matt Hardy, I think of Crazy Steve, I think of Jesse Goddard, I think in-ring ability, that dude made the biggest jump more than anyone. And also DJZ. Uh, DJZ has improved so much. Um, you know, his, his in-ring performance, a little bit better of a talker. The crowds are behind him. He's a great X-Division champion. Um, but, Hurl, this is my this is my conclusion. The most improved wrestler in 2016, as ridiculous as it, as it is to say, is Bobby Effin Lashley. Uh, his mic work, his ring work, I think Bobby Lashley, his title reign this year ranks up there with Bobby Roode for the greatest in TNA. It's 1A and 1B. Uh, if I, I, I couldn't tell you which one. If I had to, I would still probably say Roode a little bit. But um, Lashley, Talker, main eventer in the ring, amazing matches with almost everyone uh, that he went out there and had a match with. And so as ridiculous as it is to say, the former world champion, the now he's a three-time champ, I believe, Bobby Lashley, my most improved 2016. Yeah, nothing. You know, you 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 could go with a number of guys. Um, what I was really basing mine off of was how far they've come. And I feel like Bobby Lashley um, in 2015 was 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 huge for his his improvement. Um, and I think 2016 he just reached the top top of the mountain. Um, but with Crazy Steve, it was like he came from the menagerie, and now he's actually being talked about as a serious contender. Um, so you know you you can't go wrong with either guy. You can look at it and and you can look at somebody else and pick them and and be you know perfectly right. But uh, and I don't think you can go wrong with Jesse Gutters or DJZ as an answer either. And and in ways even Matt Hardy because of what he's done as a character and how how much he's brought that up. Um, you know there was a lot of improvement and Crazy Steve man like I I love that guy love Crazy Steve. Um, Definitely impressed with how much he's made, how much he's progressed, where he's went from the DK to being the guy that, like, his team didn't even understand the rules of pro wrestling and being a tag team champion and finally getting talk time. Um, due to anyone who hasn't heard our interview with Rosemary and Crazy Steve, listen, because Crazy Steve can talk. That dude can put promos together. He's just got to be able to get it on TV and give him the right amount of time and passion. I think he's a star in the making. Well, that is if he can recover from getting shot out of a volcano. That's very true. I forgot uh, that may have happened. Um, hopefully he's alive. I hope. So, even, though, even though God knows what he tried to do to myself and brother underscore, and we did win this and kill someone on Total Monstop Deletion as well. Oof. Not forget that. We may have to have a second interview with him. Yeah, absolutely. It would be nice one day. Um, you know who we shouldn't have a second interview with is Rick Flair. Uh, yeah, that guy's banned from the heel cast uh, forever. We uh, we may as well just let that on there for heel cast nation to listen to because hell, it did happen, right? It did. It did. It is live, as they say. Anything can happen when uh, you go live. Exactly. 
Raven Effect had shit to do, and it really bothered him at the time. But, I mean, looking back on it, it's kind of funny. So um, I just hope we didn't get our identity theft taken. Uh, all right, Earl. Um, all right. Um, the next category. Um, yeah. I want to best do... talker. Best talker, yes. Yes, best talker. And then we go, this like, the a... best of for the categories, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, didn't even do this one. All right. Sorry to interrupt you, buddy. Go for it. All right, best best talker, TNA twenty sixteen. There was a lot. There's a lot of candidates you could you could choose for this one, and they're not they're not wrong. But once again, I got to go Eli Drake. I mean, the stuff he came up with this year was just great. Um, and like I said, there's no wrong answer because you definitely could have picked Bennett. You could have picked Matt Hardy. You could have picked EC three. You could have picked Rosemary. You could have picked Maria Canellis. You could have picked even Allie. I mean, there were so many, and and some I'm sure I'm forgetting, but I, I I'm definitely I'm going Eli Drake just because he's got that rock style promo in him, and it just connects with the audience and the way he's able to be an asshole to 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 everybody. It just works. It just works for him. So for 2016 best talker, I'm going Eli Drake. You named all the names I would have said um, that can be in that category. And I'll throw James Storm in there, too, um, as the other person. But, yeah, dude, Eli Drake, EC3, Mike Bennett, Broken Matt, Rosemary, Maria, James Storm, that's that's the names I have written down. Um, I, I can't believe I'm not picking EC3 because the face turn, I think, kind of diminished a little bit. Uh, it's Man, it's Eli Drake. It is. It's just him and Bennett. I come down to think about it, and then like Rosemary and Maria pop up, and it's like, well, no, it's, it's. I think it's Eli Drake this year. I would have given it to EC3 hands down a couple years ago. But I want to say this: I think the the name, the list of names that we just said, that's the best talkers in the entire industry, in my opinion. I think TNA by far has the best talkers in the in the entire industry. They write their own stuff. They're, they're not write it, but they say their own stuff. They don't have these terrible writers like the WWE does. Lord knows ROH isn't fucking with TNA on the mic. Um, the one thing TNA did really well is they recruited people with personalities, and I think you have a roster full of stars. And, dude, if the Pope was an active wrestler, he'd be in this conversation too, I'm sure. I mean, they just they have all that potential there with them. But I'm going to give it to Eli Drake for this year. Definitely. Good choice, good choice. I, you know, we that's the second one we have, I think, or third one we've agreed on tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Clean sweep for Eli Drake, too. So, All right. Um, going to the next category, why don't we do knockout, TNA knockout of the year for 2016? Raven Effect, why don't you uh, start? And throw the other one. Um, dude, this one's kind of hard for me, too. It's it's Maria, it's Rosemary, and it, it's also Gail. Um is who I have it kind of whittled down to. Uh, I think as far as in the ring, you know, with the belts, uh, having the best matches, she was the most active wrestler, I believe. Uh, you know, because Nita Maria or Rosemary were that active on TV. I think Gail has it there, but um, I'm going to give this one to Maria Canellas Bennett. I think Maria made Gail get more over, as hard as that is to say. 
um, because I think Maria's mic work did it. She was as a valet for Mike Bennett for what she's been able to do with Allie. I think she's getting Lauren Von Tersh over. God, I don't even know what she's called anymore. Uh, Lauren Von Tess over. Uh, I think she made Allie. I think she made the Gale feud big. Uh, she, you know, when she became the leader of the Knockouts division, kind of pushed him away. You saw Madison turn on Gale. Uh, you know, you saw other things like that. And I think Maria Canellas Bennett is the Knockout of the Year for 2016. Very, 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 very solid choice. Um, I really wanted to give this one to Jade, but you know, she was just never the vocal point. She she started off hot, but I just don't think her title reign uh, lived up. You know, it wasn't the best of TNA uh, for this year. And I and I, but you know, Jade had some phenomenal matches. But I'm also going to go with Maria Canellas Bennett as the TNA Knockout of 2016. Everything she was involved in was a big storyline. It was a big deal. And like you said, she got so many people over from the storylines that she was in. Maria, and, and she won the Knockouts title as well. So, I mean, that solidified it for me. Um, so, Maria Canellas Bennett is my pick as well. And I want to give, I want to throw Sienna's name in there too, just so she gets enough credit, because I thought her world title reign was great. I wish they wouldn't have dropped it. Um, I, I feel like Sienna would have, I feel like they did drop a ball with her. I think she's fantastic. Um, I think she has a very bright future. I'm excited to see her and Rosemary. Maybe we'll see that this week on the live impact. Um, but Sienna had, a, I think, the best title reign for the Knockouts division this year as well. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's go with... Uh, or, you got any more to say, actually, on the Knockouts or else before we get to the next one? Um, no, no, I am, I'm good. Um, yep, I'm, I'm ready to go to the next category. All right, man, we're going to another hard one. Feud of the year. Uh, Rose, you want to, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to default to you here to let you get it out of the way here. Oh, wow. Not easy. Yeah, you just, <laughs> no, this was not. I'm not doing any uh, favors. Uh, this was, this was very hard. Um, but. You got to pick one. So I'm going to go with my 2016 TNA feud of the year was the Broken Hardys versus the DK. Um, you know, after the final deletion, and once you, you know, you kind of saw Jeff go back with Matt, and you, you kind of realize, oh, they're going to become a tag team again. It was only a matter of time before they locked horns with the DK. DK were the champions. Hardys were you know, on a train going straight to the titles. And I was, that, at Bound for Glory, that was the match I was looking forward to the most. And, you know, when they had uh, the leader DK, that was just so great. I mean, there's so many things I, I, I liked out of that. Um, I just thought those two, and then, you know, culminating at Bound for Glory with the Great War, I just thought those two had magic in a bottle. And I was really anticipated anticipating them to uh, uh, feuding. And it was just a great feud, and they had a lot of great matches. And I just think um, that was my favorite feud of the year. There were so many others, one, other ones you could pick, but I'm going to go for feud of the year for TNA for 2016 is uh, Broken Hardys versus the DK. I hear you. Um, you know, there's, a, there's also Matt versus Jeff. You know, Matt and EC3, 
had a decent feud. Uh, EC3 and Lashley was great. Um, of course, EC3 versus Mike Bennett. And, you know, EC3 and Lashley even kind of started toward the very beginning of the year, uh, you know, during the, the Kurt Angle, his final match. Um, and I, I think, you know, another moment that we need to give a shout-out to is Kurt Angle's final speech um, as part of the moment of the year when he left TNA. I don't want that to go unknown because, I mean, the guy is a legend. But um, for me, the feud of the year actually basically took up most of the year. Uh, Gail versus Maria for me. Uh, you know, it had a very quick blow-off to it, but that's what we expected. But it did its job. Uh, it got all the way to Bound for Glory. Title was on the line. Um, you know, Maria, true, babyface versus heel fashion. Gail gets into the Hall of Fame. Another moment we should definitely leave, or you know, make light of, because huge thing for Gail Kim, well-deserved. Uh, but Gail finally getting revenge on Maria that night. Pretty big. Um, you know, the feed was great. And I think, and I, I mean, Jesus, man, if we want to put it in a way, I mean, the Maria versus Allie, but I just don't think you can call it a feud until what we're going to see next year. But um, Maria versus Allie easily could have ran away with it had that actually developed into a feud this year. But I'm saying Gail versus Maria. That's, that's definitely a good pick. I mean, the longevity of that feud, that definitely was probably the longest feud of the year. Um, with Maria getting injured before Slammiversary. So that definitely made that view go a lot longer. But it was it worked. I mean, everything they were able to do just worked within the storyline. You know, Maria made Gail, Gail Kim's life a living hell for a good, you know, five, six months. So that feud, when you, when you saw it at Bomb for Glory, um, not the greatest match, but still a lot of anticipation, uh, Gail finally getting her hands on Maria. So that that that's another very strong pick. Yeah, definitely. But you know, so was yours. You know, that was definitely one that was very close. I kind of figured that's going to be the main one. You know, I kind of feel like Hardy's and DK will probably run away with it uh, in most people's opinions. Um, so can't blame you there, buddy. Um, it's your turn to pick. All right. No, um, last one's gonna be, but so we got match of the year, tag team of the year. Which one do you want to go with? I'm go, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go tag team of the year. Um, now this this one was hard to pick as well because there was a lot of things that happened early in the year. Like you had Beer Money, who was there. I mean, we thought we were gonna get them for a while. I had no idea Bobby Roode was gonna leave. Um, we thought we were going to have the Wolves all year long. We had no clue Davey Richards was going to tear his ACL. Um, so there was kind of a void in the tag team division for a while because we had no idea what was going to happen. But then we had Decay came out of nowhere, and they just rocked it out of the park. Um, so they were – but for a while they were kind of dominating until the Broken Hardys got together because we weren't really sure how Jeff Hardy was going to be in 2016 because he was coming off the injury from the uh, motorbike accident. So, um, you know, the tag team of the year was, it could have been so many different teams, but, you know, it's, it, I, to me personally, this was very hard because it's between two teams. Um, and I'm going to do a tie because I can't pick. I literally cannot pick a tag team of the year because it's either Decay or Broken Hardys, but I feel like they both did great stuff, and they were both tag team champions for TNA. 
I, I, I can't pick because they're just equally just as good. So I'm going to go with a tie on this one between Broken Hardies and DK for TNA Tag Team of the Year for 2016. Yeah, I, I mean, you brought it up early, but, man, this – Tag team division had so much potential. This this could have been beer money, Wolves, Hardys, DK, Bromans' faces. Man, they were improved with Jesse Yotters' improvement. Um, and let's not forget Eric Young and Bram were a tag team. Um, this tag team division had so much potential, so much potential this year. And unfortunately, it really didn't get to do it with the injuries with Bobby Roode leaving for NXT. Um, with EY leaving and going to NXT eventually, it just it sucks. Um, but, look, we still had a great thing, and the Hardys as a tag team, huge. Uh, Rosemary added to the DK, put those two together. Crazy Steve, transform, huge. For me, look, the it, it's, it's the DK. Um, <clears throat> Hardys, you know, they didn't get together until later. DK had those belts for most of the year. Uh, you know, they had – they beat Beer Money – they carried some real good matches with Bromance, and I'm not going to take anything from Bromance. I'm not. Uh, they're good wrestlers. Both of them are. Um, but I think it's DK, Hardy's obvious runner-up. Uh, you know, they just... Uh, and remember, even Eli Drake and Jesse Goddard were attacking at one time. I mean, there was a lot of potential. The Helms dynasty, those guys, man, focus on them more. Um, there could have been a lot of potential for good tag team wrestling in TNA, but for me, it's a DK. Yeah, I mean, you know, you even had uh, some of the lesser ones, too. I mean, you had Tribunal. You yeah. You are in Gradle. Obviously, they're not going to win it. But, you, nah. you know, the Bromance was another interesting situation because, you know, once beer money left, they they kind of just needed another tag team that they had in the past that they could use because, I mean, you looked at it, Jesse Goddard was kind of doing his solo thing. Robbie E. was doing his solo thing. So it, they kind of came out of nowhere. But. I just don't know if they're they're still a team even because it kind of seemed like they were going their separate ways a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they are. I think that Robbie and Grado are now a tag team, and I think that Shira and maybe Al Snow are a tag team, and I think Jesse Gutters is going to break out. Yep. All right, man. So uh, we're down to the two big ones. Match of the year for 2016. Easy one to answer, right, Harold? Oh gosh, no, no, not at all. Uh, it's not at all. <laughs> this was it's hard. Not, this was close. Uh, and honestly, I'm as of right this moment, I'm still not really sure on my match of the year. But you want to take this one first? Yeah, sure. You know, I'll throw it out there. I'll throw out the things that came to mind too. Um, so, you know, Matt versus Jeff, Slammiversary. The X Division title match at Slammiversary uh, comes to mind. <clears throat> Drew Galloway versus Kurt Angle, number one. Drew Galloway versus Kurt Angle, number two. The, uh, man, Ooh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to even think of the other one that just came to mind. Uh, it was the Wolves against Angle and Galloway at one night only. Uh, James Storm and... Bobby Roode against EY and Bram. EC3 and Mike Bennett, Slammiversary, Jade versus Rosemary for the title in the cage. Storm versus Lashley, Eddie Edwards versus Lashley, 
all that stuff, great. Um, for me, my runner-up is the Wolves versus Decay Monsters Ball. I think that match is so underrated. I think it's the best Monsters Ball I've seen. But number one for me is Drew Galloway versus Bobby Lashley at Slammiversary. Solid, solid pick. Solid pick. That, I mean, every match that you you mentioned is is definitely right up there. Um, before I give give my uh, my match of the year away, um, I think Tag Team Apocalypto's got to be up there just because of the off the wall craziness that happened with it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't like your your standard technical masterpiece, but it was something so out of the box, um, and it was so crazy all the stuff that happened. I guess it really depends on what you look for in a match, like what you want to see. Um, but I'm not going to go with the Tag Team Apocalypto. I'm actually going to go with the Eddie Edwards versus Bobby Lashley um, title defense of Eddie Edwards. Not the one where Eddie Edwards won the title, but the the, the uh, Bobby Lashley's rematch clause. I thought that match was just really, really, really good. And it wasn't the longest match ever, but I think it was just so good. They had such great chemistry that match. Everything flowed really nicely. And I think it really solidified Eddie Edwards as a champion because there may have been some people that just didn't think he deserved it. But that match, in my opinion, was way better than the um, one where Eddie Edwards won the title. So um, that is my match of the year. But my my close runner-up is Drew Galloway versus Bobby Lashley at Slammiversary. Um, that's my runner-up. I also want to give a shout-out to the Destination X match between Eddie Edwards and Bobby Lashley where uh, Davey Richards came back and they did that false finish. And, I was, you know, you thought, like, holy shit, Eddie's going to win it. I think that one deserves some credit, too. And there was a lot this year, man, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Cause I, don't think, I think 2014, like, it was hard to find one and not for a good reason. Um, you know, 2015 definitely had some good matches, but I think 2016 blew it away as far as in-ring, you know, match of the year candidates for TNA. 2014, the, the 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 thing that saved TNA was those um, Hardys versus Team 3D versus Wolves. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Seven. I mean, those were definitely yeah. the ones you wanted to watch in TNA. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're literally yep. the only ones that yep. like, literally saved a company to have, like, okay, there's some we can actually hang our hats on for being match of the year. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. Taking nothing away from those matches because they were, they were definitely nothing to shit on. Um, but, yeah. Definitely a uh, much, much better 2016, you know, where we have all these options to choose from. So here we are, man. Wrapping it up. Wrestler of the Year, 2016. Who you got? I I have an answer here. Um, When I looked at it all and I looked at everything from, from start to finish, and what they did to deserve this and the body of work they put on. My wrestler of the year is Matt Hardy. Um, he just created he created a catchphrase that got over on WWE television, uh, people bringing TNA signs to WWE television. Uh, he was just so over. Everything he did this year was gold. Maybe not at the start of the year, but... As soon as he turned into the broken character, he he just took off. And, you know, he he won the TNA world title this year. He won the TNA tag team titles this year. 
he had his own freaking episode. Um, and I know most people didn't, you know, watch this past week, but, you know, he's having another boy. So congrats to him. Um, but everything he touched this year was gold. And everything he did with Jeff Hardy, and, and he, he, he now outshines Jeff Hardy, as crazy as that is. Um, he, he, he was bigger than Jeff Hardy, probably for the first, you know, first maybe the first time in a while that's happened. So my 2016 Wrestler of the Year is definitely Matt Hardy. Hard to argue. Um, very hard to argue. He's the biggest thing. He may be the biggest thing in wrestling. I mean the ratings, TV ratings don't show it, but like everyone, everyone knows what it's Matt Hardy when you hear delete, delete, delete everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean the names that I had, you know, Brother Nero was there. He's not winning it. Um, Eddie Edwards, definitely a strong candidate. I mean the guy held TNA Tag Team, TNA X Division Gold twice, and the TNA World Heavyweight Title on one year. Uh, extremely impressive. He's had some fantastic matches too. Uh, especially in this title reign, man. The title reign, the guys went out there, and he has busted his ass, and he's had great match after great match after great match. It's a shame that so many people aren't behind him as champion, um, but he's great. Mike Bennett um, was the guy I thought had a better year than Eddie and Jeff Hardy. Uh, showed a lot of people he was a star. Uh, EC3 next um, uh, is a guy I figured to be a runaway for 2016 wrestler of the year at the start. I think he's lost some momentum. Uh, I think he should kind of be wrestler of the year every year if I were running TNA. So um, then I come down to your guy, Broken Matt, and dude, in a way, yeah, he's every bit 2016 wrestler of the year in my opinion. Um, But not overall. I mean, I I would never argue it in in many ways. I could see the argument and say that's who it is. Um, For me, it came down to two guys. And it's between Drew Galloway and Bobby Lashley because I think Drew Galloway put on the best matches out of anyone in this company all year long um, and really proved a lot of things. I, I don't think the guy gets the respect that he deserves anywhere near that, but 2016 for me was the year of Bobby Lashley. Um, title reign, fantastic. Improved everywhere, Mike talking. He guy's a champ, kicking ass in Bellator, um, making Tina look great. And, I mean, Lashley had so many great matches, too. I mean, who's Lashley had a bad match with? And that's something that, you know, a few years back, who would have, I mean, Bobby Lashley was no, you know, top-notch wrestler and go out there and have a good match with just about anyone. Um, so for me, as hard as it is to not pick Drew Galloway or Broken Matt Hardy, I'm going with Bobby Lashley. Very, very, very solid pick. I mean, I mean, I can say, too, with Drew Galloway, once Kurt Angle, you know, is done with TNA and you don't have AJ Styles, I think Drew Galloway now is the workhorse wrestler of TNA. Like, they look at him to just put on a great match every time he goes out there. And I know he's been tearing it up on the indies as well. So Drew Galloway is definitely a strong choice. And Bobby Lashley, you don't really have to say anything more about the guy. He's so talented and, you know, he, he he's really figured out the art of pro wrestling because every match he's in for a guy his size, he destroys Brock Lesnar uh, in, in, in match psychology and things he's able to do in the ring. Bobby Lashley is the complete package. He don't need no manager to give him, get him over either. He can do it by himself. So very, very solid pick. 
Absolutely. And I'll say this, dude, MMA, if they had a real fight, Bobby Lashley would beat Brock Lesnar's ass. It wouldn't even be a close fight. Mark my word. Um, but Easily. So uh, let's, let's do this. Hurl's biggest, biggest overall star, TNA. Maria Canellis Bennett, your knockout of the year. Hardy's your tag team of the year. Or Broken Matt, your wrestler of the year. Hardy's MDK, Broken Matt, or Maria, who is your overall top star TNA? Definitely, um, I, I would say my overall star for, for this year, I would say, I'd say Broken broken Matt. Just for the, the, the amount of the, you know, how many eyeballs he got to the product, and, and that's what you ultimately wanted in, in a year of uncertainty and some turmoil. Um, you know, Broken Matt was just something so different that, you know, the wrestling world hadn't seen. And and once he started doing that, I mean, it just took off. And you, you don't get that often. And, you know, it was just so cool to see something like that just, just take off and something like you were behind from day one and you get to see where it is now. So I got to go Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, I mean, even saying that, like, the biggest star in TNA or, like, your top star, I would even have to say Broken Matt. Um, but, I mean, as far as for me, like, my top star, my top person in TNA 2016 between Maria, between the DK, between Lashley, I'm giving 2016 a clean, clean sweep here for Bobby Lashley. Um, <clears throat> I think it was Lashley's year. Like I said, I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah, it was all broken math here, but I think as far as in the ring, the world champion, but not a show, it was Ashley. But um, that was 2016. It was hell of a year, hell of a year. I think a lot of TNA fans uh, enjoyed it. I know I did. I know you did for most of it. It was definitely um, a bounce back year for TNA for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, before before we go, Raven Effect, um, I want to start off with what do you want to see in 2017? Well, I want to see James Storm get the world title. <clears throat> I want to see David Richards get the world title. I want to see EC3 elevate himself as a star. I want to see Drew Galloway and the Hardys get re-signed. I want to see Allie versus Rosemary have the best knockout feud. I want to see Sienna and Jade get TV time. I want to see the DCC do something. I want to see TNA tag team wrestling and X Division wrestling return to the spot that it needs to be. I want to see Jeff Jarrett back. I want to see some good, big, talented signings, and I want to see the talent re-sign and stay in TNA. And I don't want to see Dixie Carter, and I also do not want to see TNA be looking for another TV deal, and I'd like TNA to get a TV deal in the UK, not just use this app. Just start. Very, very cool. What um, about you? I want to see. I definitely want to see James Storm as heavyweight champ. That's that's for sure. I also do want to see Davy Richards as heavyweight champ. Um, don't care how it happens if he has to turn heel or or whatever. I I. I want to see the X Division. Now, I know the the X Division, I thought this year, had some promise to it. It was definitely looking like they were, they were at least trying to get it back going again. But I want to see 2017 be the year um, the X Division is just focused and showcased, hopefully main eventing even. 
Um, I think that's the one division TNA really needs to work on. I think the the, the tag team division for 2016 um, had some blows to it, but I think overall, like, the storylines that they got were some of the best. So I think the tag team division definitely improved a lot for TNA in uh, 2016. But um, I think the X division is definitely the division that they definitely need to work on the most. Um, I think the knockout division is in good hands, um, especially hopefully they'll bring back, you know, a wrestler like Taylor Wilde. I think she was phenomenal in TNA, um, so I'd love to see her come back. Um, I would, you know, live events would be cool to have those come back because not everybody can go to Orlando. And, um, you know, there's this rumored India trip that they're talking about, so hopefully, um, you know, we'll get to see that happen. Um you know, hopefully just TNA is just gets back to financial stability, which I believe they will with Anthem buying them. And I'm I'm and I want to see what Jeff Jarrett does in 2017 because you know there's a lot of rumors that he's going to be back in TNA. So it'd be very interesting to see what 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 he does. And you know, hopefully TNA just get slowly, slowly but surely climb uh, climbs back to their popularity that they had back in 2009. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some other things I want to say is I want to see Shinron, I want to see JT Dunn, I want to see Killer Elite Squad get signed full-time to TNA. Um, I would like to see Andrew Everett, uh, Mark Andrews, and Trevor Lee really get unleashed and let go and do their thing and become the stars that I think they can be uh, in the X Division to really break out and do something. I think uh, I'd like to see the Helms Dynasty stay together. I don't care if Gregory Helms is still around, but I'd like to see those two because um, I think they'll be fantastic as a team if they get the chance to branch out. And uh, you know, I'd like to see I'd like to see Crazy Steve get more talk time. You know, I'd like to see him kind of become a star. Um, do you want to see Colby Carino? No, that, that that I'm good on. I'd like to see Steve come be a commentator for TNA, and I'd like to see Pope get back into the ring. Uh, and become a star, that's for sure. I'd really, I, like, I want this to see, like, this is the year that EC3 really steps up, uh, you know, and takes back and becomes a megastar and be the face of the company, like, for real as well. Because I, I, like, I think he's their biggest guy. And I want to see Eli Drake win the world title, too. And I want to see him not leave for WWE. Yes, I'm, that's, that's a big thing for me. I, I don't want to see any superstars go to, over to WWE. I want, I want them to stay with TNA and make it bigger than they possibly can can dream of. That's what I want from uh, wrestlers that who are currently signed to TNA. Give uh, WWE the middle finger. Exactly. Um, I'd like to see maybe the uh, Ring of Honor TNA relationship. You know, I that would be someone cool. from Ring of Honor come over. I want to see something like that happen. I mean, they're getting the Hardys. Yeah, I wonder. Wonder what's what's up with that. Haven't heard much on that lately. You know, you think TNA would like to capitalize? I'd like to see Alberto Del Rio's crazy, problematic ass never step foot in TNA. I'd like to see <laughs> Cody return this year. I I agree with you on uh, Alberto Del Rio. I think that guy is just a headache and causes way too many problems. I think he needs to go to rehab. Yeah, and, I and stay there for a while. Got some. Uh, substance abuse issues going on. Yeah. He got another issue. Two of them. He was in jail, and then he, like, fought his brother in jail. 
uh, teenage, don't don't work with this guy and don't bring his woman mm-hmm. in there either because she's just as bad now with him around. Um, yep. yep, yep. Those are those are two superstars until they get clean. I, I don't want to see them. I think there's other younger talent that TNA could definitely go grab. Um, you know, there's guys like Chuck Taylor out there. He was at the one night only pay per view. Um, I know you weren't very impressed with him, but uh, I, I, I like the guy. I've seen some of the stuff he can do. Um, I think TNA would be uh, wise to get him and uh, JT Dunn, definitely. Those two, David Starr, another guy I really like. Um, there's definitely free agents out there TNA can get um, to make the uh, X Division great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, I'd love to see Bad Influence come back for damn sure. And you know what else I'd love to see in 2017? John Gaburik and Dixie Carter hit the road and let the door oh, hit him yeah. in the ass on their way out. John Gaburik, for me, definitely, after what I, you know, what we heard about him, you know, trying to sell off the tape library or trying to get a job with WWE. I, I mean, granted, I, I understand it, but at the same time, he just kind of seems like a weasel to me. So, um, I, John Gaburik, don't let the door hit you in the ass. I'd also like to see the DCC not wear those masks when they talk in the ring because it looks really bad. Um, but I, I'd like to see them. I want to see the tag team division, Bram and Kingston. I want to see them really escalate in the tag team division too. Um, Very promising think, tag team. And I still think Bram's a superstar in the making. I really think that guy's got a lot going for him too. Um, this, it just seems like there's something missing, but I think Bram's got it. can definitely do that. Well, you know, with Bram, I, I think the potential's all there. Let's just hope he can keep it, you know, his out of the, you know, out of work stuff in check. You know, I think that's maybe some of the stuff that's been holding him back. But, you know, if he if he stays clean and, you know, just does his thing, no doubt he he could easily be a world champion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, anything else? I mean, I always want to see new talent, um, new talent come in. And I, I feel like if we get Jeff Jarrett in there, we're going to get that chance. Um, and, you know, there's, like, you see some of these guys that, you know, WWE's been able to bring in. Um, you know, I just, I wish Tina would get her. ROH has gotten her New Japan. And, you know, guys like Trent Beretta out there that I think is a shining star. Uh, you know, Kenny King going back to ROH. We missed out on Web Dragon. There's, there's War Machine. Um you know, and Matt Taven, like, there's a lot of good stuff. That I think TNA, if they can get the financial thing, get rid of that Dixie Carter stigma, I really, really think that there's something, you know, very positive on TNA's horizon there. Um, they just, they got to do it. And I, I think Jeff Jarrett, if you were to come in, and, you know, like the guys we talked about, Scott D. Moore, uh, Dutch Mantel, stuff like that, there there's some potential for TNA to really go back to where they is. I'd like to see Cornette and Russo's name not come back around. No, I think they're kind of past their their usefulness as far as book, wrestling bookers. Um, one thing I can say about 2017 is I don't want to see Swaggle become a main fixture. Uh, and I'd also like to see more Rockstar Spud. I'd like to see Rockstar Spud get more time to shine and be a talker uh, and do his character because that, that guy, he, he's a talker too and he could have been on the on the uh, best talkers list. I think Spud's that good, and I think he's underutilized as hell. And I'd like to see him and EC3 come back as heels together and really do it this time. 
tag team champions as well. That could be good. Yeah. But, um, you know, big things, man. Big things, right? I'm 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 excited for 2017. I'm excited because we got new owners. That's my main reason I'm excited. Wish I could say that about my 49ers. Ooh. Sorry. Love Sorry to bring Yeah, as a Cardinals fan, I don't think you care too much, to be honest with you, Hurls, but it's all good. Better. <laughs> well, we got, kind of got our own issues to work out, so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's um, going to wrap up 2016. We're heading on into 2017, as we are currently in 2017. So, Hillcast Nation, Happy New Year, Happy 2017. Uh, I am Raven Effect on behalf of Hurls. Check us out this week as we'll be talking. Uh, next week we'll be talking the live episode of Impact and One Night Only Live. Hillcast out. Have a good week, everyone. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.